Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Wish Paradise Podcast. I am your host, not at Slovak anymore. We went through a little bit of a rebranding. Wait, what? So. You did? Yeah, we went through some rebranding. My ho- my name now is Hunter. You know, like wait, 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 Hunter. wait. What your name? I never do this. I thought your yes. name was always Slovak. Uh, we we switched it. We switched it up. I wanted to make a decision that would benefit me long term. Yeah, first name Love, last name C. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, we 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 can still kind of like, you know, we, we we can go with it. We can roll with it. But I am your host Hunter, and today our episode is all about well, not all about is about a little bit of the DMCA that's going on on Twitch, some things going on around the U.S. like coronavirus some election results and also the ps5 and xbox uh series x i think it's called is it please yes let me series x and there's the series s yes they're both coming out at the same time it's kind of really (laughs) weird and hanging (laughs) as you can tell we have a guest today he is none other than the man the myth the legend himself corian or t1 corian or ti corian okay whichever one you are i mean you can call me 50 different names but corian introduce yourself I am Corian, also known as Ben, which is like my legit actual name instead of my stupid gamer tag, which I thought of like four years ago when I was sitting in my room really bored. <laughs> I don't know. See, you should rebrand to Ben. See, I rebranded to Hunter, but like... But that, because, yeah, like that, that's so generic though, you know? Like I Corian mean, is like unique, except for like that one guy who like already took my name on multiple platforms. I hate you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean... Uh, that's where the that's where the T1 Corian came from. It used to be a stupid Rocket League team, and now, now I just put that in front of my name whenever Corian is not available. <laughs> <laughs> that Rocket League team that may didn't even make it to the friggin' what do we do? We qualify, we try to qualify, but we got beaten by some friggin' ROS team in like the losers brackets. I mean, we made it to round four. Made it to round four. What are we even talking about anymore? Brackets. I don't, I don't even know. know. Let's let's start us all off. So with our first topic today is probably going to be the biggest and largest, well, not the largest, not the hugest, but one of the more sizable ones. Twitch has been, well, Twitch has been dealing with some DMCA stuff recently, and they have released a statement on it. This was posted on Twitter about a couple days ago, probably about four days ago, Twitch made a statement about the DMCA. I'll read off the first tweet here. Your frustration and confusion with recent music-related copyright issues is completely justified. Things can and should be better for creators than they have been recently. The next few tweets will outline our plan for being better partners to creators. And if you read down this thread, they just keep going. um, They talk about what the DMCA is. They, well, not really. I, I, I took a look into the tweet, not a long while into it, but I was completely drawn to the community response to it because I wanted to see what people's general response was. And it seemed that while people were really like in the middle with it, a lot of people were leaning towards the Twitch. That wasn't the greatest response. Like WTF, what are you guys doing? And once again, if you read the first tweet, some people are joking about like becoming certain types of streamers. People are over here once again talking about like someone um, asked a question. So what about music and game? The biggest um, game is about to drop next month. Um, I forget which game this was. Which game was it? 
This I is, have no idea. This is this was tweeted November 11th. What big game is dropping next month? Cold War already dropped, right? Cyberpunk? Is that what you're talking about? May oh yeah. I think yeah. Uh, I just, let's just say it's probably Cyberpunk. But he asked the question, "What about Mitsuken game?" Twitch support then responded, "Hey there, thanks for reaching out. We recommend reading through any games." EULA and utilizing any option to turn music off in the game includes that option or mute the game audio. So like what you're saying is turn the game audio off? Well, that, that's that's part of the game and you're allowed to live like, stream the game. Mm -hmm. But like when you look at it, that's what makes the game the game. If I'm playing a game like Skyrim that has like really interactive music, like calm music when you're traveling, fighting music when you're fighting anyone the the game has the music to immerse you into the in-game environment but when you turn it off it's like it doesn't do as much as one would think like you can definitely immerse yourself into the game without the music like listening to all the sounds the ambience but the music overall it's like playing minecraft yeah. like that game is really, really, like, it's been going on for how long? 10 years plus? Almost 10? Yes, 11? Although I, th I think there is kind of a gray area. For example, um, GTA's radio has all mm. of this popular music, although it is licensed to the game. If you're, like, a, a game like that, for, an, for, an, for example, if you're, um, if you're sitting there just, like, playing, like, the sound, um, like, the sound files only, and you're not doing anything else, you're just maybe sitting there with, ra with radio on, and you're AFK, like, you're, you're simply playing the music, there's nothing else to it. I mean, is that warrant of a takedown, or, you're, or you're, maybe you're purposely, like, inside of, like, the, um, the sound menu, just playing the songs, and that's, like, your live stream, or things like yeah. that. Like, like it, it's it's kind of a gray area as to what you can and cannot take down, although I think that they're definitely doing it <laughs> way too aggressively. Yeah, I think that as well, because, like, I get it, you shouldn't be playing copyrighted music, right? Like, don't... It is simple. Yeah, well, I mean, if, you're, if your if your live stream is just, like, you playing a game and you have just music blasting, it's like... You know, you know it's like you're, 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 you're distributing that music for, um, for free, and the, uh, the people who made that, the people who license the music, who have, have the, uh, the labels to the music, they don't have any say in, um... Yeah, yeah. Of course, Spotify, of course, they, 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 connect, they collect a certain amount of revenue, um, if you're or buying it outright. But I mean, if, if it's just part of the background of the of the actual game, or um, or it's maybe it's ambient music like while you're talking or something like that. It's uh, that's mm -hmm. also kind of a and weird area. There, there have been arguments against it. Like, imagine being against free advertising. I mean, yeah, to to an extent, but I mean, like this this music, it's um, you're kind of like distributing it mm -hmm. in a way. You're just by, like, by live streaming it yourself, and it's solely the music itself. And you're not saying anything else. You're just playing the game with solely that music. Like that's one thing, you know. Yeah. And like, it, it's really gray. The DMCA law itself is just weird, yeah. wacky. It's like, it's almost like how net neutrality was back in friggin' what 2016. Yeah. Well, um. I think that was well, well, well. First about the music is that it's um. Of course, it's a gray area, and because of that, these um. The people who own the licenses to the music, of course, will, uh, will try to protect their property as much as possible. I understand that. I don't agree with it. But, mm -hmm. um, but in, in terms of net neutrality, um, 
Well, I, I, I believe that law is, um, is, is completely valid in uh, treating the internet like a utility. It's, um, we haven't, it, it hasn't really affected us since it, since it was repealed. You know, like we haven't seen major stories of Comcast uh, makes this com this this website so much slower, so you buy their uh, their services or whatever. You know? Yeah. Like the the so some people were saying like the internet was over that day. I had to explain to them like five times, like like to five different people that no, the internet's not over. No, like the media at the time was just making it this whole big like end of the internet thing, which really wasn't the case there. Yeah. I mean, all it meant was that the internet service service provider had control over um over the websites that um that people could access, and that, that's that's bad. Just because you could say like you could go go to a different internet service provider, but that doesn't work in many parts of uh, the United States. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of internet service service providers have a monopoly in certain areas. Yeah, so like they make frigging money anyway. So what's the point? It's it, it, it's guaranteed revenue. Where else are you gonna go if it's a monopoly? That, yeah. that, that's, that's really the problem with, net, with uh, the net neutrality uh, being being taken away. But we really haven't seen any issue, many issues, if at all. Yeah, really. but when you when you look at the DMCA thing, you're looking at many issues. But yeah, that, that, that's something that's something different with um. Yeah. It's just how well, it's really how possessive these companies are of um of their music. If it's uh, if it's played at all in any form, they um they see it fit to um to have everything else taken down along with the music. Mm -hmm. Alright, but let's say, like, you're going to be looking at the, you're looking at DMCA, right? You're looking at people, their accounts are getting banned, people, like, they try their best to put out the content they want to put out, they're making, um, some people are making a living on it, that's their only source of income, then DMCA is hippity-hoppity, your stream is now my property. Yeah, I mean, if, um... It is. As I mentioned before, it's one thing if you're only playing music and like that's your entire audio or that's your entire stream. But it's like, you, it's it's really just not right to take down the entire stream when music's playing in the background. Mm -hmm. And I think there really needs to be like more defined laws of when and when not um, music is allowed to be played. That's uh that's licensed and things like that and just the fact yeah. of how much uh, power they these companies have to take down smaller streamers. It, it's crazy. Also, um, I'm gonna make this kind of apparent. Um, if you do hear any like in the background, um, neighbors are lawn mowing. So that that's just uh. stream interruptions. Well, it's not an actual interruption. Like heck it. So overall, DMCA. If it keeps going the way it is going right now, and Twitch is handling the way they've been handling things beforehand they're going under Twitch yeah i mean if, if no one's if no one can uh, if, if everyone's um moving different platforms I'll, I'll get to that in um in a little bit but um but just sort of um the ability to stream on twitch is um is much is much more difficult because of these uh these dmca um restrictions yeah it's <laughs> and i mentioned i get back to this but um but where are you gonna go now because um, competition, competition such as Mixer is um, they're under now. It's like um, and can you really succeed on YouTube as only a live streamer though? No, but when it comes to YouTube, the pros over YouTube is the discoverability platform. YouTube actually has built-in algorithm. Twitch doesn't. 
Yeah, I mean, with Twitch, it's like, you know, to actually, like, make a make a following and everything, it's like, you already have to be established before they actually, like, start recommending you. Yeah. Well, and... well YouTube, well, yeah, well, YouTube, you can be, you can start to get recommended in the algorithm uh, once you start putting out some stuff. Yeah. And even, like, my little streaming adventure, I've had to friggin' put in every bit I had in me just to, like, not, not even just stream, just network, get myself out there. It's like yeah. much a more hands-on experience, and like it does teach you great things how to network, how to even like socialize at points. But yeah, I mean the, the only absolute way to get to get views or um or followers or any any kind of attention on Twitch is um is by not using Twitch to actually get that attention. Um. So, just when you're looking at the competitors to Twitch. Facebook? Do you... The UI is kind of decent. Oh, yeah, I've I forgot about that. Facebook gaming. How's I've that doing? Couple, I've seen a couple people talk about it. I've seen people talk about it even on live stream. If they're, they're not horrible results. The only problem people are actually making more apparent is that Facebook owns it. Yeah. I mean, like, when when you realize Facebook owns something, you're like, whoop, uh, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Yeah. Like I like my per I like privacy. All right, chill. While while the friggin' never mind. But once again, looking back at YouTube, they have the discoverability. They have the algorithm. They've also been established for a little. They they've been established for a lot longer. But but here's the thing. If YouTube can how do how do I say this? If YouTube can take some of the things that Twitch has already in it, like affiliate, bits, prime subs, and also have... Although I, although uh, a, a prime sub, an Amazon affiliation with Google is highly unlikely, though. Yeah, it's, it's like up in the air, but if YouTube can do all these things that Twitch does, as well as have the discoverability, they will... <sighs> They dominate. Twitch has the culture, though. Like they. Yeah, I mean, with with, with YouTube live streaming, it's more like, um, like if you're already uploading videos, you can live stream, and your followers will watch you and that kind of thing. But it's like there isn't really much of a following for just live streaming. Mm -hmm. It's it's really. Uh, hold on, stretch it real quick. Where were we? YouTube. Yeah. Live streaming. Uh, YouTube live streaming. I completely lost myself there. Um How how do you host a podcast again? Wait, uh, okay, okay. Hey, repeat what you just said. I'm sorry. No, we're talking about uh, YouTube and discoverability. Mhm. Mm um honestly, I'll I'll put it at this. Bruh. If Twitch goes under, <laughs> if Twitch goes under, YouTube is going they, they, they've won. And I can see Twitch going under with this DMCA stuff. Twitch is losing money. You, you and and they already it. lost Dr. Disrespect. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Disrespect <laughs> is freaking popping off on YouTube. And it's just, I can see Twitch... Well, yeah, yeah, just because he already has the established following. Mm-hmm. Twitch, overall, I'm not saying that they will be, but I... And I'm not going to say I wouldn't be surprised, but it's 
from my point of view, I see them going under next year. If they don't handle this DMCA stuff, their, 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 their future is looking dimmer and dimmer. Unless they manage to pull the comeback of the century. And then, another thing with Dr. Disrespect is that we still don't absolutely know anything. But I mean, if you think about it, Mixer, um, it, Dr. Disrespect, he got taken down a little bit after Mixer went under. And Dr. Disrespect was in a contract with Twitch to yeah. stay on Twitch. To not, to not move on move on a mixer so i wonder if um if twitch just uh, is, is a pure conspiracy you know just uh, don't take this um as genuine fact but um i wonder if twitch thought they would save money by just terminating dr disrespect because the competition was gone mm -hmm. and, and look where you know, like let's say that was true like this is hypothetically hypothetically no let's say hypothetically <laughs> let's say hypothetically that that theory was true. Look at that. Look at Dr. Disrespect moving over to YouTube. He's already, he first stream was like, what, 300,000? 300,000 mm. viewers? It's freaking massive. Yeah, if, although he's he's kind of an outlier, you know, for mm -hmm. the, with YouTube streaming. Like, um, I, I think Etika was pretty big, but besides, uh, besides that, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't really know people for being YouTube live streamers. Yeah, you know? you you know them for being YouTubers, you know YouTubers or like yeah Twitch live streamers. Yeah. yeah, you know Instagrammers for being Instagrammers, maybe models. You know Twitter users for tw Twitter's its own. Well, I mean, tw Twitter is like kind of like a complimentary thing, like ba like for your like your personality or whatever. You know, you don't really have like Twitterers. Mm -hmm. You're you're the TikTokers are known for doing TikTok. Being so. cringe. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what I see on TikTok in my FYP for you page, yeah, good content, honestly. Like, you see some pretty good content on TikTok nowadays. You don't see, like, you still see the trendy stuff, which is eye roll, honestly, but... Yeah, I mean, the stuff that kind of, like, blows up on TikTok is just, like, no, the ways yeah. that things blow up, I get it. But the thing is, TikTok is, once again... The top social media app, and I have nothing against TikTok, but you it's probably one of the greatest places to start growing your content almost. Well, my opinion on TikTok is that it's not really, it's it's less, it's, um, I should actually reword this as, um, it's not difficult to, um, to sort of gain popularity in the sense of like, oh, I have a few hundred likes just because you have these, these, like, you can make these short, stupid videos and people will just, you know, click the like button while. With uh, with something more like YouTube, you have to actually like put out like like more edited good content. You can't just make a. I mean, there are, there are there are six second videos that kind of blow up on YouTube, to be honest. But mm -hmm. that's not like the norm. Yeah, like even not even just YouTube streamers, their stuff is unedited, un yeah. like no filters. And yeah, and yeah, you have to watch wow. them because just because they're a good player or they have a good personality, you know. Mm -hmm. Or you just like the person, like your their friend or whatever, and it, even it goes over to podcasts. Like it, it's recorded, it's edited, yes, but you also have to watch what you're saying. Like if you say one thing and the wrong person picks it up, you'll be canceled quicker than the freaking coronavirus spikes in okay. spring. I'm saying spring because we're going to be transitioning into that in a little bit, but. 
if I... It's okay, it's okay. We flatten the curve. We flatten the curve vertically. <laughs> we, we flatten it vertically. Let's go. All right. If I could say one thing to content creators that are worried right now on Twitch, the streamers that are worried on Twitch right now, that don't know what they should do, that are kind of in a loop right now, here's what I should say. And here's what I'm going to say. Start diversifying your content if you haven't already start making youtube videos start posting on twitter instagram and tiktok make it good content make sure to put your most effort into it and then bring those followers from all the social medias to your main one which will be most likely youtube or even twitch if it stays afloat yeah, what I think is that the um yeah. the, the most important thing is actually having smaller clips to sort of entice people to actually watch the full content. You know what I mean? Like the funny in ter- and yeah, in terms of like streamers and podcasters, it's actually something I'm planning uh mm-hmm. for a podcast that I share with a few other people. I may plug that later if Big uh, Hunter you, you, allows me we, to. We will please, let you plug Master that. Hunter, we'll let you plug please that. let we'll me. Let you plug that. We're okay. both podcasters. <laughs> I host this podcast, you host um your podcast. What, what was yes. it called? Hold up, you can plug right now. Alright, this is sponsored by Unprofessionalism. Wait, <laughs> sponsored? Uh, me and, um, and a few friends, we host this podcast called Unprofessionalism, uh, where we essentially uh, talk about whatever. We have a special guest in, the, uh, in each episode. Um, we've had we've had some um, some big people with us. Uh, we have a hunter on. We've had um, a friend we know who's uh, he's, he's a pretty big YouTuber. And... Um, some other people who are we engage in introspective and engaging, wonderful, epic content. Make sure to go tune in to Unprofessionalism on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Where else are you at? What? Um, pretty much every big podcasting website. We got Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, everything. Go check them out. Go check them out because. I know these people that host the podcast, and they're some great people. I wouldn't be having one of them on otherwise. But with that being said, we're going to be transitioning into our next topic. What happened about 12 days ago? Whoa. Whoa, election. Let's go. Let's go. 12 days ago the election <laughs> yeah that happened well the, the day of the election people voted beforehand um so we'll do this we'll do this so basically when was this like geez how many days ago did everyone start calling it uh it was called i believe two days after to be honest i <laughs> i would be just dis- i'm disappointed with uh I would be disappointed with either uh, candidate as a result, but um, but Joe Biden was projected winner. He was projected, I believe, relatively early on compared to um, uh, how everything was still being counted and how many uh, and how it could have turned out. Um, yeah, like let's say they did project Joe Biden to win. Then after that, it turns out Pennsylvania flips again back to red. Yeah, well, my, my well, the thing about this whole um, election is that I believe the um, in, in the last election, all the Democrats were uh, were calling it fraud, 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 and this time all the Republicans are calling it fraud, 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 just because they got a result that they're not happy with. And uh, I I don't I, I don't completely deny this possibility that 
there are fraudulent uh, actions being taken. But to what extent? I don't believe that there could have that there could have possibly been anything super widespread that could have changed the total outcome. That doesn't mean there can't possibly be. But I'm not going to be making these accusations like fraud, 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 fraud. You know, Without or like any uh, evidence. Yeah. Because yeah. if you try to Without, look yeah. into because like like fraud, I'm I'm all for the investigations and stuff, but like yeah, yeah. Like if you don't find any evidence, you can't change the outcome. If you do find evidence and it is right there, right in front of you that there has been fraud, then there, there's your evidence. But with the way things have been going right now, I have not seen any foolhearted, any rock solid claims that there has been election fraud. Because well, I think well, that, 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 that I have to cut you off there. I think that that claim is kind of um, is correct to an extent. I mean, like there's always going to be fraudulent actions, you know, mm-hmm. like Let's see, uh, what, what what could be a fraudulent action? Well, uh, there was a report that was a genuine report. It was, uh, I believe it was a USPS mail truck who had, like, um, who was caught in, like, the, um, towards the border of Canada, I believe it was. He had, like, 100 mail-in ballots, um, in his truck that weren't submitted. I believe that was a genuine case of, um, of, of, um, of fraudulent actions. Honestly, when I look at these claims of election fraud, some of them are, like... They seem very radical, but at the same time, are they true? Yeah, well, that, that's that's the thing. It's um, there there as I mentioned before, there are genuine cases of fraud. But saying like like, mm-hmm. like a hundred thousand votes uh, went to this candidate or whatever is just is just completely baseless. And <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's the thing: when when you look at the spikes in the election in Michigan, how many votes? Two hundred thousand for Biden? I'm not sure. Something like that. When you look at it and you claim that that's election fraud, do you know what did Biden urge his supporters to do even bef- months before the election? Well, voting by mail. And Trump specifically told his um, his followers to not vote by mail. That's why they got their early results on. Because once I heard that, I made my call right then and there. Trump was going to lead early. He was going to lead by a great margin early. Then Biden's votes would start coming in. He would start chipping away at some key states. He would get the election. Yeah, I, I didn't want to call it at, the, at that point, but um, when I was heavily predicting it was it was going to be Biden. Um, when you know, when I know Michigan was um, mm-hmm. flipped and that kind of thing. Because like that night, from there on, it was going to be majority. Uh, I predicted it was going to be majority Biden votes just because the mail-in ballots were going to be counted, which was for the most part correct. Mm-hmm. When you look at the map, he flipped Michigan. Once Michigan was flipped, then I realized, all right, all right, here comes the votes. Couple days later, Georgia and PA flip on the same day, right? Yeah. They both flipped. And that's when that's when everything started to happen. Because when you were looking at the map itself, Trump couldn't have won without PA. He needed PA in its 20. Biden was only what? Nah, I think like 20 away almost, a little bit less than 20 Yeah, I, I think at that point he only needed um, Nevada and Arizona, which he was leading in. And that would have, and with Flip in Michigan, that would have landed him straight 
at 270 but now flipping pa over and it's 20 electoral votes that put him at 290. Yeah, of course as, as of recording this this isn't finalized or anything but uh with mm -hmm. the, with uh, all the projected electoral college um majorities and and how they're gonna vote it's um biden is essentially destroying trump in the electoral college yeah right now according to google he's 290 to 232. Georgia is going under a hand recount right now, right? Yeah, uh, whether... Well, will it give Trump the victory? Uh, most likely no. Uh, would Georgia flip? Uh, it's also hard to say. If Georgia does flip, that doesn't change anything. Yeah. Did that, So, I heard, I think, yesterday or the day before, PA said they weren't doing a recount. Really? That's what I saw. Like some, like Supreme Court, and like someone said. Because I think there definitely should be investigations into uh, any fraud allegations, uh, just to ensure, just to, just to prove the people right who say like that it's not going to change the results. There's election fraud, or also to, um, in case there is fraud, um, prove the other side right. Like yes, there's fraud. It's proven now, you know. Yeah. And when you look at PA, 99% reporting. Biden's leading at 49.9% to 48.9%. Can the other party request a recount at that? No, it has to be within 0.5%, I believe. If I'm Extremely wrong, close. Yeah. Like um When you look at Georgia, it's Georgia. When you look at Georgia, 49.5 yeah. to 49.2, that's where you could get the recount. Either way, if Georgia and PA would have flipped a red, Biden still wins. Yeah. He has 270. I mean, to be honest, either way, I'm, I'm pretty tired of this election stuff. I just hope that uh, our next election will have some better candidates to choose. Yeah. And we we will be voting by then. Yeah. So definitely something for current high schoolers and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, current high yeah. schoolers because freshmen will be able to vote that year. Well, just because um, don't, don't take this as every single vote or anything, but I believe in general... Most people voted for Trump because they didn't want Biden. And most people voted for Biden because they didn't want Trump. You know what yeah. I mean? They, they didn't <laughs> look into, like... I this, this is a very hard, harsh statement. I don't think a lot of people honestly looked into what the candidates were going to do. During the debates, it felt like... One person saying, I'm going to do it better than you. Well, I'm going to do it better than you. What are you going to do? They did say some of those things, like what they're going to do, what their plan is, like Biden's new Green Deal, I think, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's like the, the Green New Deal, Biden's just like, no, it's my new deal, even though on his website it says other things and weird stuff like that. Yeah. You know, all, all the both political candidates, they're, they're, in, they're sort of um, inflating all the, all the great things that they've done and sort of uh, slamming down the bad things that the other candidates have done, throwing in a bunch of misinformation yeah. there. It's really a mess. Honestly, it's just... This election has been the weirdest, the most frigging anxiety-inducing one ever. I think, like, to be completely honest. This has been the election to rule them all. So... Yeah, and, um... I've I've been I've um sort of following the uh, the normal election, but um, what does the Senate look like now? Senate looking according to Google, um, Republicans have fifty seats. Democrats have forty six. Okay, so Republicans still hold a majority, uh, which means that nothing. I you shouldn't expect anything like truly radical, um, 
or polarizing, I should say, to happen. Well, if um, if if, if, if the Republicans are gonna be um, be restricting it. George is having a runoff. What does that mean? You, so, I I don't know that as well because I didn't look into it because that's interesting. So. I This is something I'm actually going to have to take a look into. Um Well, let me do this real quick. So well. I So there's two Senate seats it looks like in Georgia that's having a runoff, like a special election. I don't know how that works. What do you mean, like like a re like a re-election or like what? What do you mean? Something like that. I don't know, but these are, Georgia has two seats. Yeah. That's, I think, or three seats, four seats. They have yeah no no they mm. have enough seats. Georgia is literally deciding the Senate right now, oh. with whatever the runoffs are. When you look at the House, Democrats. Will Although I mean, uh, ha well, hasn't Georgia been predominantly Republican? Yeah. All right, but well, when you look well, at the election, it's currently... Well, yeah, that, yeah the thing about that is that I think that a lot of um, Republicans may uh, may vote for Biden and then for everything else, you know, vote Trump just because they don't they don't like Trump on character, you know? I think that could that, that could have been... That could be a lot of votes, you know? Yeah, but when you look at Georgia in all, it's that Atlanta area. We're up, like, in Atlanta and maybe somewhere down in Macon. Uh, like, the cities, yeah. Yeah, the cities, a little bit of the southwest... Like, those are pretty big areas for Georgia. When you go into the presidential view of it, Savannah, um, whoa, Athens, Atlanta, Macon, and Augusta, uh, Augusta, uh, whoa, how do you, I've lived in Georgia for like a couple years, I only know Macon and Atlanta. Those cities voted blue. Everywhere else was Republican, except for a couple areas in, once again, the Southwest and a county close to Savannah and Augusta. So, Georgia's an interesting state. What else is an interesting state is Texas. That's a big one. Although, Trump did get on a really significant lead. He did. But once again, you look at it. San Antonio, El Paso, Austin, Fort Worth, Dallas, and Houston are blue. But, um, when you look at Corpus Christi, is that how you pronounce it? Um, I'm not sure. Corpus Christi? That's red. So, like, Texas will forever be red for, like, maybe a couple more years. I may project that, it, like, depending on who's running in 24, Texas will flip. Yeah, what, do you think that California can flip? California, most of the cities, most of the bigger cities, when you look at it, Sacramento, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, the and even um, Frenzo. They're primarily blue, but when you look at Redding, they're red. Yeah, although, if you, if, well, if you look at the uh, the votes as a whole for California, I mean, <laughs> it's, um, Biden got 64%, Trump got 34%, you know? And, um, although, the thing about this is, um, do you know when the electoral uh, votes are being recounted? Because I know a lot of people are, um, are, are being revised, because uh, a lot of people from California seem to be moving out, um, <laughs> in recent times. Why is that? Oh, just because California is bad. I mean, 
They have until the 14th, I believe, to have everything. Done. I think um, I think California's biggest problem is uh, their cost of living is um, is the main reason for their uh, their homeless problem and um, and also <laughs> and that, because California and, and also their uh, their zoning issues too when um, in certain cities. So um, yeah. that is that has essentially caused there to be a lot of um, pretty <laughs> um, affluent people and a lot of um, really poor people. It's a really polarizing place to live, you know? I mean, what about Florida? In Florida, too, and, um... I'm not really familiar with Florida, because, uh, but... Florida's. They're pretty big swing states, too, though. Yeah, Trump won that one. Yeah, this time. Alright. With the elections being out of the way, let's look at the one thing that has been hurting us this entire year that if we have definitely talked about in other con... Nah, not... In other podcasts. Corona. That's something big that's coming. I mean, it's been here the entire time. Yeah, when are they it's releasing COVID-20? <laughs> so, when you look at the numbers in the United States... We flatten the curve vertically, yes. We flatten the curve vertically. So, let's look at November 9th, the closest I could get to November 3rd. 127,000 new cases. November 10th. 144,000. November 11th, 144,000 again. November 12th, 162. November 13th, 187,000. And when I mean 162, 187, 100 and something thousand. November 14th, yesterday, 159,000. Today, almost at 100,000. So far. At this time of the recording. We are currently recording at 3 p.m., 94,000. Yeah. So, right now, it's not looking good. Although, so to, to an extent. I mean, um, uh, just saying, like, um, the vaccine has been, um, it has it shown to be extremely effective on, I believe it was 90%. And, uh, the, for the actual distribution of it, um, I believe it'll be... It'll be distributed relatively quickly before um, compared to other things, but it will take some time, and it is pretty costly. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my friends about it. It's um, I believe you have to store the vaccine in negative ninety degrees Fahrenheit or something like really crazy like that. What? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the cost of transport is gonna be really high. Um, but that makes distribution really hard. It does. Almost impossible. Well, it, it does. But the military is being heavily involved in the actual distribution with Project Warp Speed. So um, mm -hmm. the actual distribution of the vaccine is government subsidized, which um, I, I believe that at least that part is uh, is really good on the federal part. Um, but it's, it, there's definitely going to be a priority to actually getting these vaccines to like uh, first um, frontline workers, as they call them, and people in hospitals and nursing homes. Yep. They're going to get that um, first, and um, and more uh, people of advanced age, uh, people like us, um, are definitely going to get it probably around last. Uh, could easily be April at April at least could be uh, longer than that. Yeah, honestly. So when looking back at spring, this is the worst for U.S. I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we have seen um, increases um, worldwide. Um, whether Joe Biden will um, will establish a national lockdown, um, it's hard to say. Whether he can establish um, these federal mandates, such as a federal mask mandate. That's also um, hard to say too, uh, just because of the Tenth Amendment. It's um, I wanted to get into that actually. Um, 
in my opinion, Trump's response, it's, uh, it, it's, many people have considered it to be not good, the federal response, but I believe that the state, that it, it should be up to the states. Just because what, what Trump has said about the virus has been completely abysmal. But, uh, but what he's actually done, the federal response, I think has been pretty good with, um, it's, it's been a lot of what Joe Biden's honestly been saying with, um, with personal protective equipment, uh, an, an increase in manufacturing for that, and, uh, and the, um, the distribution for the vaccine for Project Warp Speed. I believe it should be up to the states just because the United States is this huge country, th 330 million people, and it stretches across 3,000 miles. I don't think that there can just be th these blanket mandates from the, from the federal government, you know? Yeah. Like, state government, definitely, when you look at it as a resident in a certain state, very, very important because they choose what goes on and you're like, well, they decide on what goes on, not choose. And like, as like, like raising taxes, things like that, like certain, like raising state taxes, state this, state that, state, that's what's like going to be most important to you as a resident of your state. Yeah, but, yeah, like, just because there is a, there's a strong balance between, um, between the federal level and the state level. And I believe yeah. that that's how it should be. Where we live... We went into a lockdown for how long? From March until June, it was. Yeah, I believe. Um, I believe places started going into like a, a yellow phase and green phase. Um, probably sometime during the summer. summer. Yeah, I I didn't understand what those are until like May. Yeah, like, I believe I, was... I believe as of now we um, we still have uh, like like um, like indoor uh, dining and that kind of stuff. That's just. Yeah, I believe, I believe from, from a health perspective, I really don't agree with it, but from a business pers perspective to actually keep these restaurants open, I believe they don't really have another choice just because, you know, th these restaurants operate at really low uh, profit margins. So it's like, you know, you, you could just say, you, you could say like no indoor dining, you can't do, um, can't do any business like that, but you're just crippling these places. Absolutely crippling. And they're still struggling even with indoor dining, you know? Yeah, there's definitely been... So it's like from a, from a health perspective, there's one thing, but from a business perspective, actually keeping these places open, keeping these families own the businesses like up and running, you know, in, in terms of uh, fi their financial um, struggles, it's um, it's just really hard to say. Like when you when you look at it, I've known two two people that have had COVID. Both of them have been saying that they've been really close like they felt like they were really close to passing and that just that worries me like because one person was i think about a couple years older than me other one was maybe a couple decades like one or like tw 10 or 20 years older than me both of them experienced very bad symptoms and it's like severe cases you can make the argument, but that was a severe case. What about mild cases and moderate cases and like, um, like, not bad cases. I mean, yeah, asymptomatic. But the problem is, look at the schools. Children, teens, younger people are literally, and I quote from a very wise person also known as my mother, we are literally plague rats. Yeah, I mean, children are pretty dirty. <laughs> like, in my school, in my area, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know how many cases they've gotten. 
I am on full virtual right now. Yeah. Uh, what about your school in your area? Um, we we are in a hybrid uh, learning environment for now. It's it, uh, it's um essentially half half the half the class or half the students go in for uh, for two days a week. On Wednesday they do a bunch of cleaning, and Thursday, Friday, the other half of the school comes in, and you have a full virtual option. I'm going full virtual just because it's the same experience uh, if you go in person or um or at home. Although actually, we were we were supposed to be closed on um on the ninth, either the ninth or the sixteenth. But because of parents' backlashes, uh, they're actually keeping it open. Although they may close down after Thanksgiving due to us um, a rise of cases. Then. Really, you guys had a lot of cases. Uh, yeah. Well, not a lot. Like, well, how many? It, it's enough it, to like... warrant the school actually closing. I'm, um, really? I'm not actually sure, but um, how many exactly? That has to be above ten or twenty, maybe. But yeah, there, there were people who were infected. If there are any cases at all, shut it down. That's simple. One case. <laughs> case closed. Like, if you have one case... Like, let's say I, like, have the power to shut down the school. If I heard that there was one case at all, I'd shut everything down, put everyone on virtual. Like, is it easy to do that? No, but is it the most safest option? Yes. Although, then again, you well, every student does have a virtual option. You know? Yeah, but actually, now that you say that, they they made that decision themselves, so... That yeah, kind of yeah, you know, it's like, like if they're did. going to school, it's like them and their families are willing to take that risk, you know? Whether I agree with them mm -hmm. taking that risk, it's, um, it's not my... It's, it, well, it sort of is my business, it's sort of not. It's, um, that that's the problem with the public health pandemic, is that you you um you can't have the government having these, and, and uh, local government, federal government, you can't have them fully control your lives. But you also can't treat it like it's nothing, you know? And that's, that, yeah, like, that's in my opinion, that's this, the problem with it. Treat, like, in any pandemic, treat it as if, if you get it, say, well, well, like, not like if you get it, say bye, but like, if you get it, make sure to not only keep yourself safe, but others safe. Yeah, I mean, it's like, if, if, uh, if you get it. It's not just your responsibility. If you get it and you spread it, it's like that's the res that's uh, you're responsible for um for other people uh, getting sick and you know potentially having uh, more complications or even passing away. So it's um yeah, it's really hard to say. I don't I don't think we uh, the government should have full control over what we can and can't do. But I <laughs> but we also can't absolutely treat it like it's nothing and go go around going to these packed concerts and that kind of thing. You know. Mm-hmm. It. it when it comes into this end all say all, wear a damn mask. Yeah. Just for the love of public safety, your safety, personal safety, and just common decency yeah. and, and common sense. I mean, the thing about wearing a mask wearing is that um, mask. I don't I don't understand the people who um, who like absolutely refuse to put it on because the government's controlling them. Blah, 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 blah. If, if if anything else, it's just being respectful to others, if, making them feel more secure, even if you don't believe that this pandemic is anything serious. Just being respectful to others, you know? Yeah. I was taking a sip of water. But what is one thing that this pandemic has, I hate to say this, done positively, has helped the gaming industry? Well, well positive, um... Right now in the United okay. States, um, we've had 11 million people be positive. Oh, oh, I mean, <laughs> damn you. 
Uh, okay. I was trying to make a cool transition to go over to video game talk. <laughs> okay. All right, let's switch that. The PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S and X. Okay, when are we going riding and looting for the new Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> oh, meet me at uh, uh, 420 Blazit Street at uh, 420 o'clock. Okay. Uh, these these new consoles, they um, they seem to be extremely promising in terms of the actual performance they um they deliver, mm -hmm. to an extent, possibly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the console wars has been going on for so long, and it seems like with these new next gen consoles coming, out, it seems like the console wars are ending. Like you're seeing Xbox and Sony even on like Twitter. Or like Xbox and PlayStation, whichever the Twitter accounts are. They're happy for each other. Like, they've made something positive out of that. But then the fans are over here like... <laughs> Xbox better than PS4. Um, I mean, PS5. Yeah. PS5 better than Xbox refrigerator. Um, well, my opinion on that is that it really comes down to the preference of the software and the games that are available. Because hardware-wise, the, uh, the PS... um The PlayStation... Uh, Four and the Xbox One had similar architectures for the hardware. They both used AMD processors and the, and they both used similar architecture um, graphics processors. And that's the same with this with this generation. They're both computer um, Ryzen uh, two processors or Zen two, I believe the architecture is called. It's all just PC hardware. And actually, performance wise, it does equate to a to a pretty high end PC. As in, for five hundred dollars, you get a console that's as powerful as a computer with a $500 graphics card. And the low entry cost is definitely to try to get you to buy subscription services and really lock you down. And that, that's why they're, yeah. um, they're trying to do it. But um, that's, it, that's it is, it is a really good PC. entry cost, and we are getting a really good level of performance, especially compared to the previous generation. For them, yeah, yeah. the time. I, I think it's just both companies have realized they have a common enemy, and that's PC. Okay. Because with PC, once as you said before, you can make a really decent PC for you can build a decent PC for about six hundred dollars. You can build a pretty mid-tier, almost high-end PC for about thousand to fifteen hundred. High-end PCs are more like two thousand plus. Because with the Nvidia's new thirty seventy, which is only five hundred dollars, that graphics card has been. Not as been, but that graphics card has seemed very promising, like not only to outdo the second gen NVIDIA cards, but to also, you know, state itself as a low budget, but very well, relatively. high card. Well, relatively low budget, but high end card. Yeah, I'm more interested to see the um, lower end cards and um, and things like that. And, and um. In re reference to the, the previous, uh, my previous statement about the low entry of um, of cost, they're doing this for the future. So, in my opinion, well, my opinion, well, my projections are, in a few years, when the next generation of um, of graphics cards come out, the the consoles are going to be obsolete by then. And uh, and what are they going to do? Are they going to do like um, a mid cycle refresh? You know, because it, it's it's um, they're advertising these consoles as these, as these 4K uh, capable machines or 1080p uh, 120 FPS machines, but it's like. They're, they're already kind of behind. In, uh, yeah, in, 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 yeah, TVs, like, can TVs handle that? Some TVs? Uh, so, some TVs are 4K. Uh, there are some gaming TVs that are like 120 or 144. 
I forget. How, a, lot, how, a lot of TVs are 4K now. Uh, and how much are those? Actually, 4K TVs are pretty uh, low, are pretty cheap right now, like $500, $400, I think. Interesting. Yeah, but um, but actually, for um, in, in terms of um, a, a 4K gaming and that kind of thing, it's um, I believe it was Spider-Man. Um, you have you have the new Spider-Man game. It's it's based on the PS4 game from uh, from two years ago. Yeah, like two two graphics options. I believe it was performance where you had um 60 FPS. I'm not sure if that was at 4K or at 1440p. I have to look into that. Um, for making these statements, I'm still making them. Haha, <laughs> funny. Or you had like um like a like a, a quality <laughs> <laughs> like a quality option, you know, like um where you could increase yeah. the graphics. You had ray tracing, but you were stuck at 30. Yeah, I think it's just when it comes into long term, what should you get? Not unbiased, PC. Yeah, I mean, well, for, for the long term, um. Right now, with, with PC, you have the flexibility. Uh, you can choose your own hardware with, that's in your budget. You have the upgradability in the future. You can infinitely upgrade the parts over time. And um, mm -hmm. and even... Um, yeah, you don't have to wait for like the it, new generation or whatever of console. Yeah, and like even when you're looking at it, some of these PC companies like NVIDIA, AMD, Intel, they actually ain't half bad. When you look at like Xbox... And Sony, like, I'm not saying that they should be bad or they should be, like, evil and all, ha. But, like, when you look at these companies, a lot of the gaming companies, nowadays, they're kind of, like, starting to be relatable to, like, people. And I think that's what drives up most sales. And that's what can drive up sales almost indefinitely. Yeah, uh, certain companies like NZXT and everything, they have really good, um really good PR like social media accounts and that kind of thing and they've like really like really like established just sort of like following you know who um because these companies are like you know they're, they're posting relatable memes um things like that they're even criticizing themselves like like Brand is a great is like the most polarizing example of this like like they they swear and they're like public posts and that kind of thing they make stupid remarks and uh, and and they're popular partly because of that That's interesting. I mean, overall, the Xbox Series X and Series S and PS5, both promising consoles. Will I invest in them? Maybe, maybe not. I'll still be as I'll still be a freaking PC nerd, waiting for the summer and winter sale. <laughs> okay. Because winter sale coming soon. Make sure to save up that money for some pretty hot deals. But um. Overall, they're looking they're looking really good like decent for next gen. But at the same time, Google's trying to get their foot in with the Stadia and that's just Uh Stadia is a complete flop. They're, it's gone. <laughs> it is it's actually just done. Sort of. Well, they're still trying to push it, but um they're actually giving away free Stadias to YouTube premium subscribers and that kind of thing. Um Stadia is just kind of a failed service with um with online gaming. Well well will will this online gaming um be the actual future it's um i I, I, don't, I don't know whether people are actually gaining um will be choosing this over building a new computer just because well you're, you're paying a monthly subscription but you're always going to get the latest hardware you know you don't have to make a, a big investment like in your in your computer components like you're always going to get yeah. this this good hardware and like google stadia when you look at it they pushed it really hard 
Yeah, I mean, Google like, has uh, to... Google has pushed a lot of things pretty hard, and they've kind of failed. <laughs> they they tried to make it like this. How do you say it? This literal mobile PC. Vir when... Yeah, well, yeah, virtual gaming experience, sort of. Yeah. Virtual when, computer. When you look at it, has it really done that to a good extent? Well, I mean, like, how will you be able to play games like? The newest like Mortal Kombat or like these AAA games like Destiny even. Well, I mean, on um, a phone. Yeah, well, I mean, GeForce Experience has oh, uh, uh, not GeForce Experience. Nvidia's uh, offering has been um a lot better in terms of actual connection quality and traction in terms of um in games, but apparently it's actually been working like really well in um in terms of um of how smooth the gameplay is and everything and um really as long as you have a decent internet connection, but uh. In terms of things like uh, competitive games, internet yeah. in, in terms of competitive, in, in terms of competitive games, no matter what, you're gonna um, have troubles with latency. Yeah. So, um, like things like Rocket League, CS:GO, it's all gonna be played locally. You're not gonna see that change anytime soon. But for casual, yeah, more casual get, like, things, I mean, doesn't seem to be a terrible option. No, not at all. But in the end, has Google Stadia like? done what they tried to do to the extent of becoming a viable how do you say i'm i'm losing my gaming words. platform viable gaming platform and competitor to xbox and playstation i mean it's definitely an option but is it a good option it's hard to say i'm not sure actually what games you can play on on um on stadia how much of them but geforce now appears to have a ton of games you can play um you can play all through their servers and everything, which um, it's really good. I mean, can <laughs> are you gonna be able to play all the same indie titles and everything you can right now on your PC? It's um, potentially actually. I mean um, I mean I wouldn't mind playing Shovel Knight on my phone. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, a game like Shovel Knight, you could, uh, they, they probably could port uh to the phones with the current hardware, but um. Yeah, you know, like, even port like Mega Man. Yeah, actually, having these PC games. That are running in the server. It's um, it's really amazing technology that they're, uh, it's able to run as smooth as it can. But whether it will become the norm, that's really hard to say. Same with like VR. VR sort of um, became the interest in a lot of people, but it kind of like that died down in interest and that kind of thing. Will that will will VR be the future? I don't know either. <laughs> I think so. To an extent. To an extent, though. When you look at VR. When you look at VR. Right now, does it offer the absolute amazing virtual reality experience? Kinda, kinda. I mean, they've they've been extent. getting better with like you know the, the screen quality and, and lens resolution mm -hmm. and lens quality. But and that kind of in thing. the future, in the future, let's say in a couple years from now, I think VR will be able to expand to a point that you will be able to like feel like certain things. It will almost feel like actual real life. What, 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 um, like, like Ready Player One with uh, the X uh, haptic suit or whatever it was called? Yeah, <laughs> like something like that. Like imagine playing that while playing Halo. That would be sick. And or yeah. even Minecraft, like a creeper explosion. Oh, that would hurt. Okay. I mean, um, <laughs> I think like ha like haptic like um like vests and that kind of thing are genuinely viable because we've had like um we, like we already have like a sort of like 3D uh, sound spaces in games like um. You can you can tell like um 
where footsteps are coming from and that kind of thing, just with the um, the audio design. So something like that with like um like a like a sort of like a vibration sort of like map could be viable in the future too. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know if it's it was um with the, the the new controllers for the um for the consoles. I'm not sure if the original Xbox One controller did, it, did, did this. It made it made two. The Xbox controllers have um vibration motors in the triggers. So like uh, if you're if you're playing a game, and uh, like like a racing game for example, and like uh, you hit the brakes too hard, you can like feel the wheels locking up and that kind of thing. Really? Yeah, like, like that can be implemented. Or or even things like um, Logitech released a new steering wheel, a new version of their steering wheel, I should say, with um with vibration feedback, so you can like more in detail like feel the road and feel um feel the engine and that kind of thing. Hmm. That's interesting. And speaking of gaming hardware, for the last little bit that I came up with while um, planning everything out, I just didn't put it on the list. Gaming hardware, what is headsets, things like that, mics, speakers, mouses, keyboards, what's this stuff to be looking at right now and for the future? Well, I mean, you're, okay. Well, you're, you're getting are, into like uh, hardware specifics here about like what's good and what's not. It's um, like like not not like that. Like not what's the best of the best, but like which ones should people be like looking into as if like they're newcomers? Like which companies should start be like should yeah should start being recommended normally? Well, I mean, I think we already have that in terms of like mice. You can definitely recommend uh, companies like uh, like Logitech. And um and Razer and for keyboards you can definitely the recommendations right now are Ducky, uh, Corsair, uh, Cooler Master. Um, Razer Razer makes some kind of weird ones, but some people like them. Um, they definitely have a market for their for their stuff, but um, it's it, it's it's really hard to say. It's 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 very like it's really a general like broad topic. Like uh some things you can definitely say like um sort of like gold standards for um for things like um. For microphones, Blue Snowball is uh, the one to get for around fifty dollars. You know, th there are definitely competitors and other options out there, but Blue yeah. Snowball is often like the number one recommendation. You know, things like that. Yeah, like if I could recommend one, I would recommend the Blue Yeti, but like it picks up a lot of your. Background Although my, my opinion on the Blue Yeti is um, that's kind of different. It's um, I don't think it's really worth it over the Snowball. And if you're going to be paying that much for a USB microphone, you should be getting something more high like more something like xlr i mean if you're gonna be if you want usb oh, audio definitely. i would i would more highly recommend the blue snowball if you want to get more serious i would go with an xlr setup like the at2020 from audio technica oh i've heard about that i mean back then when i was looking at the mics i i wasn't as friggin enlightened as hmm. I used yeah you know the, the blue Yeti isn't bad in any way it's no, um it's not it's, it, it has yeah, its flaws. It's, it's just that if you're going to be spending that much, you shouldn't be using USB, a USB microphone, mm -hmm. you know? Shouldn't be using USB. Like, if you're going to be spending hundreds of dollars, don't don't make the mistake I did and get a USB microphone. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's not bad. It's just you don't have the flexibility no. and everything. If you want to be, if you want a USB microphone, I would recommend the Snowball. I just wouldn't recommend spending that much if you want USB. I'm using a Blue Yeti. What are you using? I'm using, uh, it's the Audio-Technica AT2035. It's I re I recommend the AT2020, uh, just because you get 90% of the audio quality and everything like that for um, for two thirds of the price. It's just that the AT2035 it has like a bit bigger capsule. It comes with a shock mount and that kind of thing. 
And then you also have a Scarlet Audio Visualizer, if I'm correct? Um, what do you mean? I never got Scarlet. Oh, wait, which one did you get? Or which one do you have? The, oh, wait, or, or did you just say... I'm losing myself. This, right this interface is pretty old. Right now, I'm using... It's, uh, it's an M-Audio Mobile Pre-USB. You probably never heard of it. Can't buy it anymore. So you see you got an old boy, trusty Rusty out there? Okay. <laughs> I guess you can say that. <laughs> I have a DigiDesign Mbox... Um, Mbox Mini to whatever a hat uh, i got it because it's dirt cheap and from the garbage you know <laughs> uh, it, has, it has some issues with it too that's why i'm not using it right now kind of like kind of like stops working and then when i unplug it it kind of like blue screens my computer oh. so pretty much electronics suck but well with that being said as a as someone who does not use hardware that much i'm definitely going to be looking into some hardware options as yeah what are you building a computer uh, I'm like Christmas. We already have the parts. You already have the parts. We we don't have them right now, but we have the list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, B550 motherboard, 16 gigs of RAM. Uh, I think a 650 watt 80 plus bronze PSU. Ryzen 7 3700X. Oh, you're getting a 3700X? That's pretty insane. That's really powerful. Yeah, but the problem is. Graphics card is like it's it's a decent like mid range ish. Hey, are you getting twenty sixty or sixteen sixty? Sixteen fifty super. Oh, why are you going down? Why are you going not, down to the fifty? Couldn't find a friggin' sixteen sixty. They have to have it I mean, somewhere. Yeah, that's why I'm like trying to my best to find like a friggin' sixteen sixty. Like if I'm gonna do any of the sixteens. The 1650 Super and the 16... Like, when you look at them both, the 1660 Super is obviously the best decision. But, well, this mother... Well, yeah, not this mother. What well, I was going to say motherboard. But with this PC setup itself, the Ryzen 7 3700X um, CPU will last me a bit. The motherboard is a B550. That will last me about... Well, same as, a, well, same as the CPU. As long as you keep the CPU for it. Yeah, I honestly... Both of these, the CPU and the motherboard, will last me couple years i'd say five at least the ram has four ram slots the max one for the slot is 32 gigs i mean yeah you can always upgrade to to um to 16 more gigabytes and have a total of 32 and you'll be set for a yeah, while the max it can handle i think is 128 gigabytes of ram but that's over yeah and then you have to get more uh, new sticks if you want to do that yeah like replace all the new building sticks. a piece if anyone's building a pc 16 gigabytes you should just roll with that i think 16 is um is the good standard right now if you're only doing gaming and gaming only you can get away with eight if you're doing a lower end system you know but um but 16 gigabytes is like kind of like the recommended yeah if you want to have some safe space roll with 32 maybe oh, no, no. My, my opinion is that 30, no, 32 at that point that is pretty overkill as in like mm -hmm. well, 128 is like squishing an ant <laughs> okay. with jupiter I mean, like, I have, uh, I have maxed out my 16 gigabytes of, um, of RAM. That's only when I have, that's only when I've had, like, Photoshop, Audition, and Premiere open, having projects open all at the same time. Mm. So, like, yeah. Um, and then the storage, I have a Inland Premium M.2, I think it's like a 200 to 500 yeah, gigabyte SSD. At this SSD point, uh, getting an NVMe SSD is definitely recommended, just because, um, of the greater speeds and... For what you're yeah, paying for i have that i have that for boot up but since i tried to keep it like something like not the yeah heck it 
So I have the SSD for the boot up, right? But the storage, I put it on a hard drive. I have a two terabyte hard drive. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, am I, am I paying right now for hard drives? Is that, um, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking like uh, the, the best setup you can possibly get is kind of a weird setup. You get an M.2 SSD, you get a SATA SSD, and you get a hard drive. You get the M.2 SSD for um, your main programs and Windows boot up. You get the, the normal SATA SSD. You can put a few of like um, your favorite games on there and some files you want to access quickly, maybe some programs on that one. And then you put like all your, your photos, videos, and the rest of the stuff, games you don't really play that much, on the hard drive. You know what I mean? I think I might want to add that SATA SSD now. Yeah, just because just because you'll get those faster speeds uh, in terms of like loading times. Just because games now are getting bigger and bigger, and loading times, you know, are more demanding. Mm -hmm. You just have to load more information in. So, you know. I mean, what's how big of an SSD would you recommend? I mean, it it depends what you're gonna put on it. Like, if you're gonna use it as like a scratch disk for like uh for editing or that kind of thing, you may want to or, or uh, put a few games on there. You may easily want to put get a 256. Because with this laptop, I'm just gonna keep it behind as like a design and to go laptop. Yeah. Like for mini designs and also something for on the road. Um, but if I do have that SATA SSD, it would be programs that I wanna access quickly. Like um, if I do stream and still record, which I probably am, OBS, Streamlabs OBS, games that I play frequently, like. <clears throat> Rocket League, Minecraft, um, Fallout, Among Us. Although, to be honest, like, a game, well, a game like Rocket League, I would be fine with keeping on a hard drive just because it's not that big of a game, you know? And it's also PC optimized. Yeah. Like, it's really. In cases fun. like that, even if you play it a lot, you know? Yeah. Like, a two terabyte hard drive, that's enough for me. I have a, I have a one terabyte hard drive, and I'm only using 50% of it right now. It's. It's been a fun run with this laptop. I've had it for about two, three years now. I mean, t to be honest, if you're um, if you're willing to carry on the extra weight, assuming you're going to go to college, you can keep that for um, for at least the majority of your four years. Yeah, but I have a Google Chromebook from my school. Although, to be honest, well, are you gonna are you gonna be able to keep that Chromebook after? Um, not sure. If I do keep the Chromebook, I don't know what I'm going to use it for. Yeah, I mean, something like that, I wouldn't really consider powerful enough for uh, for like college stuff like what would you use a chromebook for i mean um probably it's advertised purpose of just uh web apps and like google docs and that kind of thing i mean i could probably use it for writing stories and stuff i don't know i mean yeah it's great because uh they have excellent battery life just because their processors are super weak essentially <laughs> so um they're great laptops just to keep around for like um for like you know, as i mentioned google docs be, uh better web browsing than a phone or maybe some like yeah. youtube watching and that kind of thing mm -hmm. just yeah i'll probably just keep it as like something to write up little excerpts in stuff whenever i get in like a creative writing mood but with all that being said everybody we are Coming to the end, sadly, of this episode of the podcast. What we do with all the guests is we ask them one question. Wait, we do? <laughs> well, in, in this podcast, this is why we name it the One Wish Paradise Podcast. What is one wish? This question is for you. What is one wish that would put you or bring you to a state of paradise? Okay. This is, um... This is an extremely broad question here. But, um... Okay, but but something that would um 
something in my life that would bring me to um to a state that I would consider paradise. Is that so? That's the question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, like paradise is a very, very broad. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's like um, I have to, I it's when, like it's it's something really have to think about just because it's um, it is a broad word. Like when you think of paradise, you're happy, you're relaxed, you're calm. Because that's the thing. It's um, no, if if you're completely happy in life you have no um no problems in your life no struggles are you really happy because you have nothing in relation to all the happiness you know mm-hmm. yeah so it's um it's those little things that really do make you so happy. In, in my opinion the one thing that would bring me to a state of what i would consider paradise are the um are the opportunities that um are, are any opportunities that i would have to um to really advance me forward in my um in my career or um or state of living, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's yeah. like I don't want to just be gift uh, given something, and like boom, I'm happy. You know, I want to. Mm -hmm. ha I'd rather have the opportunity to rise up and you know be on um, be in a better state. You know? That yeah, I definitely can vibe with it. That's actually a really good answer. I think that was the best one yet. Wow. Because like when you think of it, that's the one that's like. The one above all, like, you're right, being given something, where's the fun in it? Yeah. Just, like, have the opportunity, or maybe a little help in, like, the skill that you have. Like, as you said, an opportunity to advance yourself in your yeah, the, the, well, the, yeah, the opportunity to, to work hard. Or have the opportunity mm -hmm. to, um, like, like, for example, you have the opportunity to live stream and you have your community and everything you worked for that you weren't given a community you know mm -hmm. no i i started with a bunch of friends from school and this is we're friends so this is between us i took over your server yeah 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 and that's what became this community okay so i kind of gotta give you credit here well, so, well sort of i, I just kind of like made you admin and you were just like nope i'm taking this over <laughs> uh but yeah, like when you think of it, definitely, because I didn't, I never wanted to be given a lot of people who would be entertained or be motivated by the work I do in making content. I was never like, I never tried to act that selfish, would it be? In a sense, maybe, I don't know, but... I definitely agree with that. And that is probably the single best answer to this question. And with that being said, everyone, I do hope you have a great rest of your day. A better tomorrow. One more plug for the Unprofessionalism Podcast. Okay. Okay. The Unprofessionalism Podcast. Here we the go. podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Follow us on Instagram at Unprofessionalism Podcast. You can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Stay tuned for episode 12, coming out probably in a few days. <laughs> As of the recording, today is November 15th. And yeah, hopefully I'll get you and the other people that you have that you host the podcast with on an episode later down the road. Yeah. But um it was definitely great having you on man and um everyone thank you for tuning in. 
Have a great day, and we'll catch you all on the flip side. Yes. Hello, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that there are some format changes coming to the podcast. This episode will be marking the end of Season 1. Season 2 will be introducing all the new format changes that have been planned for the podcast. Special thanks goes out to all the guests who came on for the first season, and I cannot wait to show you all what's in store for the next season.